Tease Table Talk. I'm Tawana Ham, uh, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. So uh, I hope everyone is doing well. Um, this is uh, the fourth, uh, counted fourth installment of Tease Table Talk. So I hope you're enjoying so far. Um, like I said last time on this in the third episode, um, please go to SoundCloud and like and follow. And uh, very shortly, I'm going to be up on multiple platforms. So uh, this is a good opportunity for you uh, to you know listen to the first, the second, the third, and uh, and you know catch up. Uh, uh, because I'm going to be going fast and furious pretty soon, okay? Um, so tonight, um, I'm very fortunate. I'm so excited to uh, have our next, our first guest, rather, for this show. Um, of course, I just to just recap, you know that uh, this show is a platform to highlight women, uh, to empower women in politics, business, and of course we cover social issues. And it just so happens that tonight I think I've identified one woman who encompasses all of the above. Um, her name is uh, Mrs. Renee Hastick Motes, and she is the Vice President of External Affairs uh, at St. John's Episcopal Hospital. And so uh, just so that you all uh, are uh, are aware that tonight's topic uh, for tonight is going to be, it's a part one, it's a two-part topic um, that I chose. Um, I thought that it was important, con uh, especially concerning uh in light of a lot of the issues that are going on um, in past weeks. So um, it's sustainability, uh, a healthy environment, mind, body, and society, part one. Again, the topic, sustainability, uh, a healthy mind, environment, uh, uh, a healthy uh, environment, mind, body, and society. And it's part one of a two-part uh, series, if you will. Uh, so the next, the following episode, of course, will be part two. Um, and I just wanted to um, kind of touch on some of the social issues that, you know, are affecting society. A lot of folks know, um, you know, it, it's unfortunately becoming a popular topic, you know, mental health issues, um, and that's part of the reason um, why I'm so glad that we're doing this uh, two-part uh, series, if you will, and that I was able to, uh, I told you in my travels, I meet some amazing women doing some amazing things. And um, so I'm very fortunate to have um, come across uh, uh, Ms. Hastic Motes and uh, in addition to our other guests that will be on um, our future episode and ep episodes. So um, with that, um, I'm going to take a little break. And when I come back, 
uh, we will have the pleasure of speaking with Mrs. Renee Hastick Motes. Stay tuned. Hello, is this Renee? Hi, Tawana, how are you? Hi, I'm I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us on Tea's Table Talk. Renee, I did not do an introduction for you yet, so if you'll allow me okay. while you're on the line, I, I'd like to do that. Um, sure. So I was telling the audience uh, about you, um, but I'm mm-hmm. just going to read a little bit from your bio. Um, you're sure. the Vice President of External Affairs at St. John's Episcopal Hospital. Uh, And in your role, along with your team, you are responsible for strategic communications, media, marketing, government and community relations, and foundations grants. Uh, Mm -hmm. Within your 15-year career in public affairs, uh, you have served as the Associate Vice President of Community and Government Affairs for, of course, one of New York City's largest human service agencies. Um, but you also have ser- you also have served as the Special Assistant and Policy Analyst to the Deputy Borough President at the Office of the Brooklyn Borough President. Uh, and uh, you also were the creator of Civic Engagement College Edition, uh, a symposium conducted to advance uh, the civic interest of college students. And uh, also, Mrs. Motes thrives on creating new avenues of collaborations, funding opportunities, and building new partnerships and relationships within the public sector. Uh, Mrs. Hastic Motes earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in marketing from Notre Dame College of Ohio and a Master of, with distinction, in public administration from Long Island University. And lastly, but of course not least, because we need our spiritual, uh, you know, we need to be fed spiritually. Uh, Ms. Motes is the first lady of the New Day Restoration Church, a newly established Christian ministry located in Long Island. Renee, and I'm just going to say Renee yeah. for, instead of Mrs. Motes. <laughs> I don't want to be formal because we know each other. How right. do you how do you do it? Where do you find the time? <laughs> all about time management I'm telling you um you really have to you know know what your goals are and Mm -hmm. you really just have to be effective in your time you know your time management so 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 I so I I, again I wanted to thank you for being on T's table Mm -hmm. talk I was saying Mm -hmm. before I got you on on the line um to the audience that um, you know, this platform uh, was created to highlight women in politics, business, mm-hmm. and we also cover social issues. And I was saying that I think you are the first woman that I've had on that embodies all of the above. <laughs> <You're>, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. So so I'm yeah. so excited and I thank you, thank you, thank you for, uh, for you know, agreeing to be on and for your time. So mm-hmm. I just want to ask um, a couple of uh, questions. Um, about your 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 I guess you're more more or less nine to five with St. John's. Sure. Um, can you mm-hmm. tell me you know a little bit about what you do and and the goal of of your of, of St. John's Episcopal Hospital? Sure. So first, thank you for the opportunity um, to be on your show. It truly is an honor. In my role as um, Vice President of External Affairs, as you have already said. I oversee all of the um, public affairs for the hospital. And, you know, for some of the audience members who didn't know, the hospital went through a change of administration 
um, over a little over four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, The hospital went from, you know, having a CEO that was um, with a management company to now a CEO that's actually paid by the board of trustees and has a real investment in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so when he came on, he, you know, changed his whole team and brought me on board to really help change the perception of St. John's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no secret that the hospital has struggled struggled with, um, you know, good reputation mm-hmm. and consistency. And so one of the things that I do is that I work with various departments internally to help, you know, create strategic communication plans and different initiatives that will help you know, highlight the great things that are happening in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, some of you may not know, but St. John's Episcopal Hospital is the only hospital on the Rockaway Peninsula. Yes. And we are a safety net hospital, meaning that 95% of our um, patients can't afford to go to hospitals. They have Medicaid. Wow. And we are considered, you know, a hospital that serves a very... Um, diverse population, mm-hmm. but mainly a population that needs adequate health care. Mm. So it's a mission-driven organization under the Episcopal Diocese of Long Island. We're independent. We're not a part of any type of large system, um, which makes it even harder, you know. So we rely a lot on grants that come in through the city and the state. We advocate a lot for that. Um, and we also rely a lot on foundation and philanthropy, which it's something that we just started um, to create. The hospital had a development board, but we strategically decided to, you know, dissolve that and create a foundation that would create a, a more brighter awareness of what is philanthropy for the hospital and mm-hmm. really begin to engage our partners. And what that so looks like. So a lot of the work, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. What were you saying, Tawana? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and, and what that looks like. I, I was just um, going off. Continue. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. So before um, what development looked like, it was having events, you know, raising money. There was no engagement. Um, When you lean more towards a awareness about philanthropy, it's more involved in that. So it is marketing to our donors. It is engaging our donors. It is, you know, having them come and creating, cultivating events so that they can be a part of it and making them more a part of the process instead of taking, taking, taking. Mm. Um, and so that's something that we've done. We actually have our first golf outing. Um, we didn't do one last year, so we have reinstated it, but it's going to be on Monday at the Sea Wayne um, Club. So we're really excited about that. We're sold out, oh, um, wow. which is, which shows a great investment from the community mm-hmm. that wants to, you know, see St. John's really grow and really be able to provide quality care to the community of the Rockaways. Wow. Um, well, yeah. you you know, it sounds like, um, you know, your job is there's a lot of responsibility there. Um, and, oh. and it sounds like they have the right one, you know. Um, yeah. so, so that's great. Um, so. So in terms of, um, you know, with regards to the grants and things of that nature, um, I guess relationship building is important. You mentioned, um, you know, elected officials and things of that nature. Um, 
I I I met you <laughs> be, because mm-hmm. I work for an, ele- an elected official. Um, right. So, but how important is it, our relationships? Would you say, um, and and with especially with elected officials, um, you know, since you've so been I with. I think a lot of people. Yeah, I think a lot of people really downgrade the power of networking. And, you know, I was raised, my father is the um, president of the Caribbean American Chamber of Commerce, which is an organization that provides economic opportunities for um, business owners who are Caribbean of descent Mm -hmm. and connect them to, you know, resources in the states. Mm -hmm. So I grew up understanding the power of relationships, the power of networking. And, you know, having that in mind and working throughout my career, I understood that every role that I get into, it's really about who you know, you know, mm-hmm. and building and fostering relationships that are, you know, forever. You mm-hmm. never, my mom used to always tell me, you never burn a bridge because mm-hmm. you never know where that person is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so having those relationships is important. So when I came into St. John's, it was a different territory for me. Um, I'm born and raised Brooklyn. My base was in Brooklyn. The work that I did was in Brooklyn. Everybody knew me in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was hard at first to transition into Queens, you know, and really get to know the um, the electives there. But we were able, like I reached out to you, sat down, we had a conversation, let you know what the vision was and, you know, begin to build a relationship mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that when you're sitting in, you know, in those meetings, those, con- those and having those conversations about budget and why do we need, you know, funding, it's an easier conversation when you know the person, you right. know, when they see you working, when they see you in the field and they see you at meetings and you're part of the conversation for different projects it's easier for you to have those conversations because they know that you have a vested interest. And so relationships are extremely important, um, especially with our elected officials. Um, You know, people, they really don't understand the system and they don't understand that, you know, policy drives the budget, Mm -hmm. but who makes the policies, the elected officials, right? They Mm -hmm. sit down and craft them. And so it's important that, you know, we're able to have those relationships because they're approving policies that are going to trickle down to our everyday life. You know, um, one of the things that I did with my team is I took them to Albany one day and I just had them sit in the assembly room and they literally were able to see, you know how it is, they were able to see what bills Mm -hmm. were being passed and Mm -hmm. who was objecting and who was agreeing and you know, and they were amazed because they never they never saw the process. And then right. when they came home the next day, it was on the news. Oh, the assembly passed X Y Z budget, and this is how it's going to affect you. Mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's really important to understand that and to build those relationships and you know voice your concerns to your elected officials because when they're up in Albany and they're sitting at the table, they need to be able to you know drive. Um, drive the meaning of what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have that, if you don't feel like your elected officials are worthy of your conversation, you're you're not going to get anything. So it's definitely important to build those relationships. Especially if you don't know what they do. Right. Right. You you can't join in. You can't, you you can't engage in the conversation. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, so and, and you're going up to Albany. You are doing so mm-hmm. you do the so you the relationship, you, you, you maintain the relationships, you build relationships, you do the grants. Yeah. The marketing aspect is also you, yeah. uh, Renee. Yes. So, yes. So I oversee the marketing for the hospital. Um, I have a director of marketing. You know, we work together to create a strategic marketing plan. One of the biggest things at St. John's is really visibility and communication. Mm -hmm. Like those are the two things we focus on. Um, The community can't hear enough of what we're doing, right? They can't. And because we're the only hospital on the peninsula, it makes it hard because you'll have an event on the West end and breezy point and they want you on the East end and you don't, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. have enough people to go to different places. And the Mm -hmm. next time you're at a meeting, they're like, we didn't see you. We didn't hear from you. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that the communication that that we're visible. Mm -hmm. And so the communication is very important and the visibility is very important for us. So we create a marketing plan that um, includes advertising. So we advertise, you know, in various papers locally, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the local papers. We also have events, a lot of PR events that we do, a lot of social media campaigns we do online. Mm -hmm. We actually just did one for um, Men's Health Awareness Month, which is June. Um, We had probably about 30 men um, with different signs of things that men should do, like visit your doctor, colonoscopy, mm. you know, have you had your, your various exams? We had them holding up signs saying men's health matters. And so we did a social media campaign um, with that. And we, you know, launched that out just to say that we're celebrating men's health. Men go to the doctor. It's important, you know, because the women, we're the ones that make the appointments for the men, right? <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So Absolutely. That was really cool. <sighs> That was really cool doing. And so I oversee all of that process. And, you know, with my team, of course, I'm Mm -hmm. not a one man show, Mm -hmm. but with my team, you know, we're making sure that the marketing is out there and people see like right now we have so many renovations going on in the hospital. Like I even have to get you and the senator back in, but we're like renovating our whole lobby you know, our emergency room is being renovated. We're in phase two of that. Mm-hmm, but we have mm-hmm. a new cafe where we're presenting Starbucks drinks, mm-hmm. right? We don't have all the whole line, but it. we're presenting a few a few of the line. Um, we have a new pharmacy, a 340B pharmacy program where you can get your medications at discounted rates wow. um, right in the hospital. So when a, a patient is leaving the hospital, they don't have to go to the pharmacy or wait for the pharmacy to open the next day. Wow. They can leave out of the pharmacy, get their medication. And even if they're um, planning to leave, we'll have their medication at the bedside before at, they leave. Look and at so, that. It's so many different things going on um, at St. John's and, and it's wonderful. so much work, so much work. But I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I'm able to be a part of this team and I'm able to see the construction. Like we have the teaching center. We received $10 million in grants from the Ross University to build a, a state-of-the-art teaching center for our residents. We we teach over 125 residents mm-hmm. from throughout the world. Mm-hmm. They, they learn at St. John's. And you know, we have this teaching center that's going to be built. Um, it's going to be completed July 2020, where, you know, full service simula- um, simulation labs where they can actually learn, you know, as if they're in an operating room. <clears throat> and we also got money from the council member and the borough president, you know, about $4.2 million to renovate our labor and delivery, which has not been renovated, renovated in 30 years. Oh, my so you can goodness. imagine how that looks. 
Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And this is all but, what with you on board. Um, yeah, lest yeah. we not forget. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, during your administration. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. and, and let me uh, just say this, um, Ren- Renee, um, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're talking about a lot of projects that you're working on and responsible yeah. for. And just mm-hmm. so that to put it into context, you work underneath, um, and you don't have to say his name, but you, mm-hmm. you there's a, a, um, executive director. Am I, am I saying the wrong title? The C, yeah. So I report directly to the CEO. And you Rob report, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. to the to the CEO. But for my audience, mm-hmm. I I just want to um, drive the point home. When I say that I meet mm-hmm. some amazing women doing amazing things, the sheroes, the ones behind the scenes. Yeah. This is what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I just I just wanted yeah. to you know to punctuate that for for the audience. Yeah. Um. So, I mean. Okay, I I have a follow up question, um, but I'm trying okay. to figure out um, what I should speak to you about first because this would have <laughs> this this is this would affect you in both areas. Both the um, you know you might be hearing about this in your you know in your day to day interacting with mm-hmm. maybe the nurses or or the administration. And then you mm-hmm. may also hear about this um, in your faith-based institution, which we haven't talked mm-hmm. about yet. But I want to talk about the issue of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. how, how, how often are you hearing about, how often are you hearing about the issue of mental health at St. John's on the peninsula? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and if you are, what, you know, how are we, how are we addressing it? I say we, like I'm part of it, but how are we aiming to address that? Yeah. So it's a, it's a very important um, topic. Um, you hear it all the time because mental health, as we all know, affects everyone. It's not a specific demographic, economic, you know, lifestyle. It is everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually internally at St. John's, you know, there's a lot of conversation around um, patient and, you know, abuse from patients to clinicians. And one of the things that we have done is we've created a team member safety committee, um, which encompasses various different um, departments within the hospital. We come together and have a discussion of how we're going to target this issue. And a lot of the times it's around mental health. So one of the things that, you know, we decided to do was offer mental health first aid to our staff, to our team members, Mm -hmm. um, so that they can understand how to de-escalate situations before, you know, a patient goes to that level or how to identify somebody is like, you know, about to have an episode, Mm -hmm. you know, or even just say to somebody, you know, are you okay today? Um, just from a customer service perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a hot topic, um, but we are trying to tackle it internally amongst our team members so that when our patients do come in, it's not that, oh, that person has, you know, a, psych- a psychotic issue or that person has X, Y, Z, but it's that's a person that needs help. And how are we going to help them? Because now you're compassionate. Now you're empathetic about what they're going through. And now you really understand that it's not just, one person, but mental health affects everybody. So 
you know, our demographic, most of the patients that come in do suffer with mental illness. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a behavioral health program that offers services not only to the patient, but to the family. You know, we have a family resource center that, um, you know, provides support to family members because sometimes it's hard to take care of a a family member who has some type of... um, some type of diagnosis, Mm -hmm. you know, and providing that care as well. So we're trying to tackle it on both ends, both externally, but also internally first, so that when the patients come in, we're able to deal with them. I think that's um, that's great. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you guys are um, you're being proactive and, and you're saying, you know, we're going to yeah. make sure our staff are trained, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, because we're hearing um, more and more about um, issues concerning mental health. And, of course, in, in minority communities, um, you know, often people suffer and they suffer in silence. They're not they're not diagnosed walking around and un- undiagnosed, right. not even knowing what the issue is that, you know, mm-hmm. um, or. Um, may be aware of the issue, but it's a hush hush thing. So um, it's good that right. it is now coming. Um, you know, it is uh, you know coming forth, uh, and, and programs are uh, are being you know highlighted and created around this uh, sensitive topic. And now, yeah. um, you know, as a, uh, I do want to speak to you about your your other job, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your or your calling. If you, I shouldn't even call, yeah. say it's a job. Yeah. Well, how would you describe mm-hmm. uh, how you came about? It's, how it came about? So, yeah, that's that's a long story. But to to make it short, my husband um, has been in the ministry for some time, and we were having Bible studies in our home. And, you know, we had a discussion and, you know, we were able to speak to our pastor and mm-hmm. and talk to him about transitioning into, you know, a full church. And, you know, my husband felt the call of God on his life to pastor. Oh, wow. And, of course, being the supportive wife that I am, mm-hmm. um, I joined in with him. And so that's how we, <laughs> we are here today. That is that's wonderful. Listen, yeah. <laughs> and and to and you're doing so. You were doing Bible studies from your home. Yes, yeah, so we weren't able to get. We were attending a church in Brooklyn, and we had just moved out to Long Island, and we weren't able to get to Bible study. Right, and you know it's important to have your midweek services. It keeps you yep. grounded. And, yes, yes. And so we, you know, right. So we <laughs> asked for permission, and mm-hmm. we we had you know we were having um, Bible studies in our home for a while. Yeah. That's amazing. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> you know, if, yeah, you, if you could, you couldn't get there. So, you know, you said, you know what, we'll do it for, uh, you know, whoever wants to join, I guess it's, is it your, um, any neighbor, anyone that wanted to join, they would, they would join in and, and do that. Yes. Your, your church is in Brooklyn though, correct? No, it's in Long Island. Oh, it's in Long Island, Long, Long Island. Island. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And so, um, so, so how long have you, how long have you had the, had the church and uh you know mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about you know um what you hope um is there a particular um s- segment of the population that you are are helping um or that mm-hmm. that you come across that you feel needs atten- more attention or um well we've had the ministry um active now for a little over a year um april 2019 made 2019 made it a year and so um we've been you know our members are local you know long islanders 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they come in and, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the interest for them is really just maintaining a relationship with God, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to understand what does that mean, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. moving from, um, you know, old tradition to, you know, the New Day church. And, and what does that mean? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you have some churches that are still, you know, telling people, you got to look a certain way when you come into church. You know, mm-hmm. we're more open. We're like, come as you are. Um, it's really about maintaining and understanding that everyone needs to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really the basis of it, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, and let's, let us show you how to do that. You know, through Bible studies, we have different community events. Like we'll do like a back to school event. Mm-hmm. We'll give out, you know, the, the, the regular things that churches do. Give mm-hmm. out turkeys during Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. Help people who are in need. Mm-hmm. Pray for the sick. Um, mm-hmm. Baptize. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every every type of service that the church provides. Because the church should be a resource for the community. And, you know, one day looking forward, being able to provide different programming. You know, when I when I grew up. There was a church on Franklin Avenue in Brooklyn, and we went there for summer camp. You know, they had summer right, programs. Right, right. And, yeah. And yeah, they yeah, and they, they feed you. you right, know, lunch, yes, breakfast right, and lunch. If you get right. there early enough, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh-huh. You know, and, and before so it's it gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yes. So with the resource, and that's one of the things that, you know, we're trying to do is become that resource for the community, you know, provide those services and that's important, you know, making sure that we make those connections with our local leaders as well, our local leg- legislators, to understand that we're this resource and and see how they can help us be a better resource to the community. So that partnership is important as well. But that's more futuristic. Right now, we're mm-hmm. just really trying to build the congregation and, um, you know, do as much outreach as we can. Okay. So, um, so just to, um, piggyback then off of the, the other top, um, the mental health topic, um, mm-hmm. um, do, do you see, um, you know, do, are p- folks coming to you? Um, uh, do you, are you seeing that issue, you know, with the church, with the church or maybe you, you know, maybe not your mm-hmm. church, but you know, you may be, um, in touch with the other, uh, you know, pastors or clergy, and um, understanding that this is, uh, uh, you know, an issue that an issue that needs to be addressed. Um, Absolutely. You know, um, it definitely is an issue that needs to be addressed in the church, because a lot of times in the church, they say, well, we don't deal with that. No, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people suffer from depression. And mm-hmm. really, to be honest with you, they just need somebody to listen mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to be that ear and you know, having that counselor there that can give you some best practice on how to, you know, maneuver from those thoughts, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's important, you know, mental health in the church is important. I do think it's a part of the church. I think that churches should have qualified counselors. Mm-hmm. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm an advocate for that, having qualified people to be able to, you know, provide those services to the church members. And I've heard, you know, many of my friends who are in ministry have made those complaints that, you know, they have people in a church who suffer, um, you know, with, with suicidal thoughts and, mm. you know, all these different things. And they feel because I'm a leader in the church, I don't have to talk to anybody. You know, I can't talk to anybody. But no, it's it's the opposite. You need to talk to somebody. And it's of okay. Course. It's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay. You know, so it's very important. 
Wow. So, um, you know, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. I've neglected to mention to the (laughs) audience that Mm -hmm. in addition to to, you know, everything that you just uh, spoke uh, spoke about, um, you know, your role with the hospital, uh, your role with the the faith based organization. um, uh, You are a mom. You're uh, you're a full time mom. I am. I am. I am a full-time mom. I have three beautiful, very energetic children, mm-hmm. 12, 11, and 8. Mm-hmm. And they keep me as busy or even more busy as work they in help. the church. So so they help keep you on your toes, right, Renee? They do. <laughs> keep they you do. sharp. They definitely do. Yes. That's wonderful. My that's, number one priority, yeah. That's wonderful. So, um, you know, I know that um, I don't have any children um, myself mm-hmm. yet, um, but um, more recently, um, you know, I was around during the time of the uh, Central Park Five uh, case mm, yeah. uh, with those five young mm-hmm. men. I couldn't yeah. imagine being a a, a mother uh, and and mm-hmm. having to go through something like that. Um, recently, um, uh, Fairstein uh, was, uh, yes. she, you know, she's resigned from a few boards um, and, and also, uh, you know, she's um, saying that, uh, and this just needs to be said, I, I, I did have to write yeah. about it on my blog. She, she mm-hmm. spoke about that, you know, uh, she understands, she stands with the decision to exonerate mm-hmm. the men. However, that there were other crimes that were committed in the park that night um, that someone right. needs to be held accountable for. What say you as, you know, as a mother, uh, as a uh, faith based leader, um, you know, uh, you are, you know, you're a community leader. What, what do you mm-hmm. think about this? So, I mean, I have the consensus of everybody in which when you first turn on that video, it just does something to your heart and your stomach. Mm. And it took me um, and my husband, we watched it together. It took us a while because, you know, he'll say, come on, let's watch. And I'm like, oh, I'm not ready yet. You have to be ready to really watch that video because especially having children, Mm. And having African-American young boys, Mm. um, it's important because it shows the injustice. And for me, you know, it it allowed me to really strategize, you know, Mm. with my children on explaining to them why certain things may not be, you know, because to them, they um, they're young, you know, they're impressionable. So they think that you know, when they're out there, everything is, you know, it's happy. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, life is good. Mm -hmm. And it's not always that way. You know, like sometimes my son will drive, you know, ride his bike down the street and he'll be with his friends and we don't know where he is. And I'll call him back in the house and I'm saying, you have to tell us where you're going, Mm -hmm. you know, because at any point something could be blamed on you, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just have no clue. So bringing them an awareness about that is very important because, that video just just showed the disparity um, in our society mm. amongst especially our black men, mm. you know. Um, and we know that the, the show dramatizes a lot, but everybody knows the truth. Mm. Um, you know, 
everybody knows what was right and what was wrong. Mm -hmm. And if nothing was done incorrectly, why resign? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if you didn't have any any feelings towards what you did, why, why leave? Because, you know, I think there was one comment that, you know, she left because she didn't want to bring any type of um, bad publicity to the organizations that she was sitting on the board. But they were going to get it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm, of course. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, for me, it was it was very tough to watch that movie and especially watch all of them, you know, just innocent people going through what they go through in the jail system. And when we talk about jail reform, you know, and just this whole system that they have created to lock up, you know, our African-American men and just, you know, put them and keep them in the system, you know, never giving them a way out. No mm -hmm. matter what services they provide inside, mm -hmm. there's never a way out. They just keep going back and going back. So, it's very heartbreaking, um, but it makes me pay closer attention to my son um, and make sure that he understands his role in society and what does that mean and, you know, what can and cannot be for him, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's really educating them on that importance. And at some point, we're going to sit down and watch that with them. You is, know, we're going to sit down and watch that video with them. Is this a topic that you're planning on covering um you know, in church on, on a Sunday? Oh, yeah. After my husband and I um, saw it, he talked about it <laughs> that following Sunday. Wonderful. You know, um, because it's it's reality. You know, it's reality. And then how do you now deal with that, right? What does God say? You know, right. um, when Christ was on the cross, one of the last things that he did was he forgave. That's right. And it's not an easy thing to do. You know, it's really not an easy, it's an easy word to say, mm -hmm. but it's not an easy thing to do. And when we think about the cross, when we think about Jesus being crucified on the cross, hanging on a cross mm. while you are alive, mm. right? Mm. Just, mm -hmm. just that by itself. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then before getting there, being kicked, mm. bruised, mm. beat. Mm. fat one mm. curse mm. you know just yeah. all of that and then get on the cross mm -hmm. and say father forgive them for mm. they know not what they do yeah. that's a gift mm -hmm. that's a gift and one of the things that jesus gave us he left us with that gift of forgiveness how we use it is really about us because it's not for the other it's not for the person you're forgiven it's about you you know and he could not give up the spirit and have this new life if he did not forgive. And so it's a level of maturity. And before you can go to another level of maturity, there's some things in life that you do have to forgive. You have to let it go and you got to forgive. And that's, you know, that's the attribute that, you know, we're teaching our children is to understand you will have injustice in life because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Mm -hmm. So it will come. Mm -hmm. But there's certain things that you just have to let go and you have to forgive. And it will be tough. It's going to be very tough. You know, mm -hmm. I couldn't even imagine what these five guys are going through. And I know they're struggling with all their emotions of, you know, everything, everything, or, that you know, everything, yes. you know. And so mm -hmm. I pray for them because it is it. It's what they had to go through, you know, um, to help other people, <clears throat> because it's never about you. It's about somebody else, but it, it's it's really tough. 
You know, I, 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 I thank you for your commentary on that. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, and your guidance on that. Um, you're, you're right to, to forgive, to say that you forgive is one thing to actually be able to do it is a whole Mm -hmm. other ball game. And, and I struggle Mm -hmm. with, um, you know, I, uh, I, on my uh, website, teastabletalk.com, um, you know, my first blog I wrote about, was about this case and, and because it resonated with me because I, that I was in school at the time, you know, remembering Mm -hmm. this case and, and, and the fact that I, you know, my platform here is to empower women. Right. Um, and so I struggled with, um, do I want to write about this? You know, this is, um, you know, someone that, uh, you know, of course, is a woman in, in in a high powered position, and you know, and mm-hmm. she used her position unethically, immorally. She broke yeah. the law and all yeah. kinds of things. And did I want to talk about that? But I, I you know, something told me, and I think it was the spirit <laughs> telling me, you know, right, yeah. go go with your heart, and and I did, mm-hmm. and and you know, uh, so you know, um, you know, for those of you that want to read my blog, you can check it out on uh, teastabletalk dot com. Renee, I want to thank mm-hmm. you so very much for joining me um, uh, thank you. and my audience. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you really should keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing um, for oh. as, as, you know, as long as you can and then show someone else. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's what life is about. Yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Always having that person coming up behind you. Coming yes, up behind absolutely. you. That's right. Grooming the next one and, and, and the next right. one. Yep. And, and I don't know how you do it, sis, but you know, um, more, <laughs> listen, more, more power to the grace you. of God. I'm that, telling you. Uh, that, that's what God. it is. That That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And, um, yep. you know, um, I want to be like, you when I grow up so um <laughs> so but um I I thank you for um for 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 coming on this show and mm-hmm. um and you know of course we'll be talking uh in the future yeah. okay you have a good evening yes and thank you thank you for the opportunity again um and thank you for the platform absolutely that you have established for <laughs> women like me truly appreciate it and you continue to do great things um, because it, it is benefiting and helping others. So thank you again and have a good night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Um, that was Renee Hastic Motes. I mean, I listen, when I said I was going to make sure that you were in touch with some amazing women you were going to hear from some amazing women doing some amazing things i mean like i said miss renee hastigmotes i believe that she embodies everything uh in in one that uh that i created my platform around um women in politics business uh you know uh we covered social issues um tonight that was uh we were talking about you know mental health we tied that in um we had uh of the faith uh component um where you know folks that uh, experience that have these different uh issues um you know may, maybe mental or or dep- or depression as she stated uh where they can come and um of course uh be counseled by their uh minister or reverend or faith-based leader or um, and, uh, those that visit a hospital um, and, and other means are taken, perhaps medicinal. Um, um, and then also the humanitarian aspect, um, you know, of, of starting your, you, you know, your, uh, your own 
uh, church or or finding a way to help people. Um, she spoke about the Bible study, um, and that's something that you know um, that you know we can all do. And, um, and she also mentioned about just you know sometimes listening to people. That's something that's free, right? You can listen to someone uh, who has a a concern or just has an issue, and they want to talk about that. Um, so in keeping with uh, the topic. Um, uh, where we're talking about sustainability, a healthy uh, environment, mind, body, and society, part one. I think that we have succeeded. I want to thank my audience for listening tonight. Um, and I want to, again, encourage you to please um, follow me on SoundCloud. That's T's Table Talk. Uh, you can go to the website, teastabletalk.com. And if you want to drop me an email uh, or a line uh, with a suggestion for a guest, or if you want to be a guest, uh, please uh, hit me up at teastabletalk at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, and I want you to share this information. Until next time, good night.